and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 88. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Dude, so... Hey, everybody. I know last week we were like, hey, not much news, probably. We'll be fine. We're going to do a special just talking about what we've been playing and what we've been watching. And you'd get, like, in the first week of March, like, a double news week episode. But it shouldn't be too bad, because I doubt, like, you know, we got all the crazy news the last three weeks of February. We should be okay, right? No. We were wrong. Yeah. We were, we were terribly wrong. Like It was horrifying. Literally days after our show, Sony was like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to have a PlayStation Direct? No. Oh, my God. But they stay, it, stay to play. Stay to play. Stay to play. Like, <laughs> on Thursday, I was like, oh, whoa, there's going to be crazy news. And that ended up being meh. But there was so much more. Yeah, and then it, you think that's the only... You're like, okay, if it's just the state of play, we can kind of start off with that and then just do the regular, like, what we were planning with the special, like the backlog special we were going to do. And instead, Disney makes a bunch of announcements. Uh, Spider-Man gets a title. Paramount Plus becomes a thing, and then they announce a bunch of crap that came out of complete left field. And then uh, you got stuff from Pokemon. Apparently, it's the 25th anniversary. Who I just, I just found out, apparently. And there's actually more than that. There is actually much more than that. And so because of this, and we still want our backlog episode and we don't want to lose our footing here. The plan is right now it's Saturday. It's uh, February 27th. We're recording today after we just recorded a cut of steel episode four. We're going to record all the news and we're going to put that out on Monday. So you're hearing this, of course, on Monday. This is regular episode, pretty much just shit ton of news. Hopefully we can get through it fairly quickly. We're going to do our best, but there's actually, there's just so much. There's, it's more than all the other weeks we've had this month. Like, it's ridiculous. But tomorrow we're going to record our backlog special, and it'll be purely just our backlog special. Uh, it's... Oh, I forgot, James. There's also the Destiny 2 news. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, the backlog special, though, we're going to record that tomorrow. And that'll still be there. And instead of being the following Monday, it'll just instead normally, uh, you know, on a Wednesday, you'd get Sutra Sidewatch. Uh, we don't have it this Wednesday anyway. So we're just going to throw that special right there. So you hear this episode on Monday. In two days, you can listen to the backlog special where we're just talking about just fully relaxed, just like, oh, hey, I watched this. Hey, I played this. No news to talk about because that'll be for the first week of March's news will be in 89. So we'll be okay there. Oh, man. Wasn't that fun, though? It was like, uh, you should have seen the text James and I had. It was just like, we'd just be like, oh, hey, did you hear this news? And then it just was like, oh, and then now this news. And then it just became, yo, I don't think we're just doing that backlog special anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise, in like a couple weeks, when we do the news again, it would be like a three-hour episode. Yeah. So we stole. It's it's rather. Yeah, we have a a few more uh, like an extra episode instead of doing uh one long one that kind of fatigues us and fatigues you as the listener as well. And I will also point out too, starting this time as well, we're gonna kind of. It's making me kind of. I don't think the news will let up in the spring like usually the spring starts kicking off more and more news normally uh the plan now is the backlog specials will no longer have the sutra side talk starting number so it won't be like sutra side talk episode 89 
uh, backlog special four or something like that. Instead, it'll be purely Sutra Side Talk backlog special with a Roman numeral number. So we got the normal numbers and we got the Roman numerals just to keep things uh, separate, if that makes sense. And uh, we'll still be doing those every month until we finally catch up. But uh, we'll still be doing four news episodes a week. So like once a month, there'll be a week where there's like two episodes uh, just so we can keep them still separate. And if anything, that just means hopefully that news week will then be pretty short and that'll be like an hour long episode. And then you'll get the, the bigger stuff on that Wednesday where we get to go all in on uh, the backlog stuff. But with that said, uh, this is, of course, Sutra Side Talk, where we talk about gaming uh, TV show and movie news. Uh, specifically, uh, key uh, news that we want to really get our opinions on and our thoughts, of course. And then, of course, if we have time, we'll talk about what we've been playing and what we've been watching. And, of course, though, it's been, since the summer, a hectic amount of news, more than before. So we've been doing, of course, our backlog specials to make up for the time we can throw into what we've been playing and what we've been watching. With that said, James... Are you ready to dive into the massive news we have here, starting with our TV show, Movie News? Let's see, I guess. All right, starting off is uh, a PlayStation TV show. So uh, I remember we were talking about, we were trying to guess what's going to come. They were like, yeah. we were talking about like 10 different projects and stuff. Well, we just got one. Uh, it was actually something that I forgot was sort of announced a long time ago. But it became so dormant, you completely forget it. it's even existing. But now it's back and it has a lot more kind of like news about it. And it's the Twisted Metal TV show that's going to be live action. And it's got apparently the writers of Deadpool. And it's got one of the dudes that, uh, I guess, produced Cobra Kai. And this is all from uh, Variety, by the way. But uh, apparently... I'm going to try to see the uh, synopsis here, or at least what it sounds like. It's a unnamed protagonist currently who goes into the world to complete a delivery. And the kicker is, of course, it's a post-apocalyptic world. And the delivery is in exchange for uh, a better life, I guess the character's promised. And we don't know that, except that potentially one of the recurring characters... Uh, that is antagonizing this dude on his way through this world will be Sweet Tooth in his ice cream truck. Yeah, that's really weird. I, I can't remember if I actually mentioned uh, or threw out Twisted Metal as a suggestion when we were doing our uh, guesses. I vaguely remember. I, I might have said like, oh yeah, they, they own Twisted Metal, but I, I can't remember if I thought of anything they could do with it. Uh, But I would not do this. <laughs> It's I, they have done live action before, I and mean, they they were one of those games with the live action cutscenes. At least PlayStation, yeah. 1, right? Well, I can't remember how far back they did do that. Um, but yeah, I think Twisted Metal Black for sure had live action scenes, at least to set up the characters and stuff like that. And if anyone hasn't played Twisted Metal before, the main gist was that there was no like delivery or anything like the. It was a tournament, basically. This guy who seemed to be able to do magic named Calypso 
said to like a bunch of these crazy people, including Sweet Tooth, who's just like a dude who drives an ice cream truck around and his head's always on fire because he was like a cursed serial killer or something like that. He was he was a nice guy, you know, he just wanted to make people laugh. But like the what what everyone was competing for was like one wish. And like Sweet Tooth's was something like, I don't want my head to be on fire anymore. But what was so interesting about the game was that like you got to play as all the different characters and they all had such interesting backstories and you got to learn what their wishes would be and, and why. And it's just really weird that they would they would kind of it seems like they're throwing that all out the window and they're just like, no, this the main character, whoever it's going to be is going to be just delivering something for the chance at a better life. I don't know. And and it sounds like Mad Max, but, you know, with Twisted Metal characters in it. And I yeah. just feel like they, they could do better than that. It sounds like it's a combo of Mad Max and Death Stranding. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know. No, I, I, I love Twisted Metal, and this doesn't sound like it's for me. I am open. I'm not... I guess... For me, James, I'm not excited. I'm just, I don't, I'm just, uh, I'm neutral. I'm very neutral on this. I'm kind of like, see what happens, I guess. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. I'm not, I wasn't always invested in Twisted Metal, really. So it's not necessarily something I have a lot of stake in, in terms of just like, I care too much. Where if, if let's say, if they need something for Infamous, I'd be like, well, you see, you got to have it just like this. And if you don't do it like that, or why would you have that person play that? Just like, you know. I'd have probably have a lot more invested in that potentially, but I guess it'll be interesting to see like, yeah, sweet tooth, just running around chasing a guy or like having, you know, potentially like a doll face gang. Yeah. Uh, I like could see them doing women. doll face. I'd love to see Mr. Uh, Grimm. Uh, Mr. Grimm. Is that the dude on the motorcycle? He's a dude on the motorcycle. I like Axel who like, he's a dude with no arms and he's not even driving a car. He just rolls around on like two giant wheels or whatever. He's real. I thought he was really interesting. Um, Do you think the delivery is too Calypso? I could see that, but and that's why it's like, oh, it'll make it, it'll change his life or change their life. We don't know who they are. Yeah, I could see that. I just think like that's far less interesting than tournament, where like any one of these characters could win. Yeah, that is true. I guess it's more like uh, it's like you're going through the twisted meta world and the character that's delivering is like the perspective of the player or like, yeah, the perspective of the player going around and being yeah. like, Whoa, this is wacky. Oh man. Yeah. It's the same thing they're doing with the mortal Kombat movie where they're making up a new character just to be like the stand in for the audience. And I just don't think you need to do that for yeah all these things. Well, you see James, I think, you know what would work uh, if we're going to have some uh, character that wasn't in twisted metal work for this. I think uh, it should be Mila Jovovich would be a great <laughs> character to go and deliver this uh, package. <laughs> She's playing a character I, called Furiosa. For those that haven't actually listened to the previous uh, episode, I straight up was saying how Mila Jovovich would have been perfect for Mortal Kombat if it was going to be some random character like, was it Jace Cole or whatever the fuck his name is? And I'm like, fine, if you're going to do it, like, at least make it Mila Jovovich. And when it's like, one, you got a badass female lead, two. I, I'll be honest, guys, I'm just, I still have that Resident Evil fucking pumping through my veins going like, yeah, more, let's go, it's crazy. Oh my god, it's wacky, but I'm having so much fun. Uh, and I'm also trolling at the same time, but 
I would be like, if they gave me power of executive, like being an executive, I would be that guy. I would be like, we're doing this to be like, it doesn't even matter. They'd be like, what, but her rates, it's too much. The show would go out of business. Like, who cares? Sift the cocaine. You don't understand. We got to get this woman in this movie. You see here? So you're one of those people who would have ruined Monster Hunter. No, I would have made it better because I would have had Mila Jovovich. She was in that movie. Huh? She was in that movie. Oh, I know. I haven't watched it yet, though. But also, I would yeah. actually have her as two characters uh, and be twins. And one is in the real world and one's in the Monster Hunter world. And they meet. And it's kind of like Parent Trap, but in Monster Hunter. What do you think? I think it's a good idea. See, that's actually just kind of interesting. Do you love how I actually made that slightly interesting? <laughs> well, it's just like the idea that like the Monster Hunter world is like a parallel of ours. That there's like a Monster Hunter world version of her or whatever. That would have been way more interesting than just like a soldier squad got like teleported to monster hunter world whatever we're getting off topic so guys welcome to sutra side talk mila jovovich cast uh here we talk about all the potentials that we could do with mila jovovich as a protagonist for your universe call now <laughs> but no yeah actually so yeah anything else on twisted metal really like no there's not much else to say too much uh nah, jumping just, in then maybe if they show me a trailer i might get interested but so far I, i'm not really enthused on this like delivery uh, aspect of the show Uh, yeah i'm definitely more of a wait and see but i guess i'll just say really fast because i feel like it's gonna be a while till we get the furiosa spinoff and it's gonna be a while till even longer till we get mad max wasteland like the other the next george miller mad max movie yeah uh which hopefully would have more tom hardy it's so good but i think this would at least be something to give us like, you know, here's an appetizer where you wait for that to come back again. It's like, here's a time killer at maybe. the very, at the very least, maybe at least if it, if they do good enough for it. But like I said, I'm just waiting to see. I don't really, I, I could, I could care less or more, but I'm just in the middle about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's whatever. Let's see what happens. Uh, next up. Uh, we got a few different pieces of Disney news here, actually two mainly first of which is a, uh, so you think Disney Plus has its own set of things, but they're like, let's make another universe within Disney Plus. And this one, James, is the Magic Kingdom universe based on all the rides or something. Interesting, I guess. So, well, you might be because I, like I said, I haven't watched Battlestar Galactica yet, but I've heard it's very good and people keep telling me I should, you know, it's something I'm going to get to eventually and I'm going to probably have a good time watching it. But I learned that it's creator or like the guy that did like all the big stuff for it, Ronald D. Moore, is developing this Magic Kingdom TV universe for Disney. So they said they got the Battlestar Galactica guy for this. Uh, this is from Hollywood Reporter, but apparently, uh, for what it says here, uh, Moore's been enlisted to build out the Magic Kingdom TV universe, uh, starting with the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, uh, which Moore will write and executive produce for Disney Plus and 20th Television, which I guess is like the the Disney bot version of uh, 20th Century Fox. So it's this is their Fox division doing this for Disney because uh, they're all owned now by the same. So they're utilizing mm-hmm. them for Disney yeah. purposes, which is interesting. Uh, the series will reportedly take place in a world where all the themed lands and characters of the Disney parks and classic films actually exist in another reality. Uh, and it says he's uh, working close with the collaborate, like uh, he's collaborating with Disney Imagineers. Uh, yeah, the Imagineering team. Uh, and for those that don't know, Imagineers are the ones kind of like think of them as the inventors of Disney. 
these are the people that design and create all the parks. Like Imagineers are the ones that created the Star Wars uh, Black Spire Outpost. They're the ones that created the Avatar Land. They're the ones that created Cars Land. All these new different things, these are all what Imagineers do. And they're honestly probably, honestly, they're probably the coolest job within Disney is like you get to create like purely imagine things up and go like, yo, this is it, man. It's like, it's like a, the Apple Bar geniuses. They all commune there and then they shoot the beams out of their mouths and make all the intelligence come out of there. That's just a South Park thing. Uh, you're nodding, so I wasn't sure if you were on the same page or not. Well, you had me for a bit. I mean, I'm interested, like, yeah, being an, an Imagineer is like, sounds like a really cool job, at least as far as like working at Disney parks and stuff. But I, I will say I, I do uh, know one. So I do get some interesting I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty dope, but I, you know, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's but really. Does this include what they already have done with like the Pirates of the Caribbean and Tomorrowland? So they said with it uh, in a world where quote all the themed lands and characters of the Disney parks and classic films actually exist in another reality so what i think here it says for films at least classic films so it's not saying the current ones or the live action it is instead saying like oh it's the cartoonish cinderella potentially uh snow white you know the the ones that are probably the disney the walt disney era movies right. okay and then uh those characters and then whatever from the films so it's still gonna it could be pirates of the caribbean but i don't think it's gonna be your like you know, your Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow. I think it's going to be like the classic version, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if they do, maybe it's another dude dressed up as Jack Sparrow. I'm not sure. Uh, but like, I'm imagining, you know, like Matterhorn. I'm imagining the Tiki Room. I'm imagining the Haunted Mansion. Things like that. And I'm hoping, James, you know what I'm saying? This Indiana Jones ride would be kind of, you know, it's a great place to throw in there. The Temple of the Forbidden Isle. Let's see, you know, we could always get some Harrison Ford. Just throw him in there. <laughs> It's not a bad idea, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm like, it's really weird. It sounds really weird, but I'm also not opposed to it. And it sounds like they're not really diverting. You know, they, they're so massive now. They have like millions, they have many teams on many projects. And I guess this is an interesting one. It seems like it's going to definitely be a, for all ages, still probably t- I feel like it could be towards kids, but also if it's got a guy like him from Battlestar Galactica, you'd think if that's the case, you want them to grasp everyone for this kind of thing. So I think it's going to be an all-encompassing, everyone's got to watch it type of deal if they yeah. do it correctly. That does have me really intrigued, is like that specific guy directing this. And yeah, it's it's very, very, very curious. And then uh, the other Disney news is a lot of... Uh, dude, they came out of nowhere with premieres. They just said, like, oh, here's everything. And uh, looking through it, they were like, oh, you know, Loki is coming... Uh, we already know Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming March 19th. They pretty much solidified Loki's coming on June 11th. Uh, for sure now. So we got that. Star Wars Bad Batch is coming on May 4th. 2021 that makes sense i forgot about that i I saw that date date, james huh are you trying to trying to something about the yeah huh is it is it though is it with us james it probably is not recently not recently it has not (sighs) 
yeah, so it's like there's some other ones, but I don't think we need to name all of them. Uh, I think like uh, well, I guess this one was interesting. Uh, July second is the Monsters at Work show thing that they're doing, where you're gonna have like uh, you know, Sully and uh, yeah, the Mike the and Sully. Monsters Inc. Yeah, yeah, the you know, the Monsters Inc. guys. I was trying to, I straight up forgot their names. I was like, uh, it was Billy Crystal and John Goodman's characters. There was like a again? chameleon dude named Randall. Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we'll get that apparently. Yeah, on July second. Uh, oh, <laughs> I forgot, James. We, we this is when we talked about that massive Disney investor call. Uh, the Josh Peck from Drake and Josh, Turner and Hooch. Uh, yeah. July 16th. So, okay. wait two weeks after Monsters at Work and you get Turner. <laughs> oh my god. They really got something for everyone, I guess. If he doesn't say, like, hug me something to the dog, like, if it's not, I know it can't be like, hug me, brother, but if it's like, I don't know, he's got to do like a Josh line from Drake and Josh. Like, he's got to say something, otherwise, it doesn't work. I know he's done other films. He's he was in actually, you know, he was in the Red Dawn movie, the remake they did. Oh, uh, the remake. Okay. Yeah, no, he was in I that. Know that because I didn't see that one. I think he was. Uh, he was Chris Hemsworth's little brother or something. Okay. I forget, <laughs> but it's just, I I just find it funny because he does all these other things, and all I'm just like, it's Drake and Josh. Oh boy, <laughs> I can't wait for the next shenanigans he gets into. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, there's some other random ones, but uh, I don't think they're worth talking about here unless. Yeah, I think we could skip them, James. You want to talk about High School Musical season two? I don't care. Okay, I think we're good then. We'll move on. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just dates for those shows. And it should be interesting seeing them all come in, but at least I think the most important one here, James, is that we got Star Wars, The Bad Batch, and Loki dates. Yeah, for sure. Those are probably the big two. We, uh, we honestly probably could have guessed the Bad Batch date, but that, it, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, it's too obvious. It is too obvious. It really is. It's like, oh, is it going to be the big Star Wars day? And it's like, oh, it totally is. Even yeah. though that's actually not Star Wars Day, like there's actually a Star Wars Day and there's May the 4th. Like there's two separate days of Star Wars, which oh, is yeah, kind of crazy. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it took two years of the, Disney's this, this two days of the year. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, they did that. Uh, but that wasn't all the, Kevin Feige actually shared some more Marvel updates too. And mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't really say anything except like uh, that he isn't saying things are ending necessarily for all the Netflix Marvel stuff and like agents of shield. So all the non Disney plus Disney, like Marvel shows, uh, he's saying like, Hey, we hear the fans of these shows. Uh, we, we know you exist. He doesn't say anything else. Cause I guess they don't, you know, they're Marvel. They don't want to give shit away. They don't want like Mark. Uh, was it like Mark Ruffalo and Tom Holland aren't there to spoil things for them all the time. They have to keep them away because if you ever watch oh, those yeah. interviews, they're always like Don Cheadle's like Mark, would you shut up? What are you doing? Like I love the idea that Tom Holland is never given like a full script because he literally cannot keep shit like on lockdown. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. But uh, uh, so we got like uh, She Hulk, 
uh, production's starting apparently in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. I literally just before this was like, wait, when was, didn't, wasn't there a She-Hulk show coming at some point? Yeah, and it's starting soon. And then um, Moon Knight will also be going into production soon. So we know those two, this also solidifies, those are the two later shows of the four because Miss Marvel is uh, finishing up. It's it's, uh, filming and Hawkeye is still in the middle of filming. Hmm. So it is going to be, it sounds like Miss Marvel, then Hawkeye, then She-Hulk, then Moon Knight. Uh, Just because of the order too, he kind of talks about them as well. Uh, And then he says like, you know, there's other stuff coming as well, but they're not going to say uh other than that though you know they're like you know wandavision's going well but there is not too much else and except uh here's the quote he has uh legions of agents of shield fans and daredevil fans jessica jones fans luke cage fans who would disagree with one reporter's assertion that disney plus is marvel's first successful tv venture uh but whether these uh yeah they say like it's unknown whether they'll join but we'll see uh, he's basically, though that quote is like, you know, hey, we know there's a crap ton of fans for this. Why would they sleep on them as well? But we already talked about that too in the last episode. If you want to hear about it, I'm basically pitching why Netflix Marvel is perfect for Hulu to give Hulu its own set of Marvel that's more adult based, whereas Disney Plus will have it for all ages. Uh, but yeah. yeah, definitely check, take a look at our previous uh, episode for that kind of thing. Uh, but that would be all of like kind of the MCU stuff there. Uh, there are two other things. Uh, one is the Spider-Man uh, sequel name for the third film. It is called Spider-Man No Way Home. Which apparently, did you see there's a bunch of weird teases of like alternate titles that confused everyone? Yeah. Eh, I don't even remember what they all were. But uh, I, I guess No Way Home sounds interesting. Makes yeah. you wonder. I mean, if it's if it's supposed to be, you know, like it's a weird trilogy where it's it's WandaVision, Doctor Strange 2, and Spider-Man 3, where, you know, all the weird shit happens here. Wanda then goes into Doctor Strange 2, and the whole thing is then stuff happens there with the multiverse, and then Doctor Strange appears in Spider-Man 3. You know, No Way Home means, you know, I'm just saying, some, maybe some multiverse stuff. And then... Yeah, possibly. And then we get our Tobus Maguire, and our Andrewis Garfield, and uh, everyone else. We have William, just give us William Defoe, Green Goblin, just do it. You know you God want damn. to. Yeah, I would love that. Avenge me. <laughs> no. That should have that should have been in the first Avengers movie if they're all at the table and a hologram of William Defoe comes up and he's like, Avenge me! And they're like, We gotta do it. He said so. And that's how the name began. But it really is the origin of the name. Am I? <laughs> we me and you can rule this town, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man and the Goblin, I knew it. You two are working together. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. I'm so I glad they made movie. J. Jonah Jameson. Uh I mean they made uh they made it's the same it's uh what's his face? Uh oh god, JK, JK Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. yeah, he's he's dude, a, I gasped in the theater when when his post credits thing came up and I was like, no way. So that was perfect. It's oh my god. Now bring in bring in our current X-Men. Do that and then you're perfect. perfection there guys uh yeah so you know that just the title we've already talked about our speculations and stuff previously uh just now we got the title and we'll get this movie soon enough and it'll be uh either really really good because we have so many expectations of who's gonna be in it and if none of them are in it 
I'm going to be completely honest, we might shit on it completely because just like Doctor Strange 2, I straight up said, oh, Sam Raimi's directing. If we don't have Tobey Maguire Spider-Man in that too, I'm going to say it's a bad movie and say it's a failure. I, I, I still stand by that. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and then the last thing, James, was we actually got a trailer to the next Pixar movie already, Luca. And yeah. it's, uh, I think, is it Italian? I think it's Italian. Uh, I couldn't tell. I don't know. But, you know, you watch it, it's like, a, how long is the trailer? Like, what, two minutes or something? Or it's like a minute and a half or something, or something like, that. like that. It's not very long. Yeah, but you see, like, a seaside town. I think it's like an Italian seaside town. It's like, you know, uh, southern Italy or one of the islands, potentially, that are in, like, the Italian area, like the Mediterranean and whatnot. But you see, like, it's two boys, and one of them is a little bit different than the other, if I saw correctly. Isn't he, like, a fish? So, the, like, two of the characters in that movie seem to be, like, people, But, like, it, they seem to only look like people when they're underwater. And, I don't know, it seemed like part of, one of, part of the shtick of the movie is they have to, like, not expose themselves to regular people. Yeah, because it's the whole thing is, like, they've hunted them or there was some quarrels in the past. And you see, like, the statue of the fountain. And it's, like, the, the fisherman or whatever with the harpoon holding, like, the tentacled beast and stuff. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be, uh, it looks fun. Uh, it, I, I don't know. It's, do you feel weird nowadays with Pixar movies where, I don't know, I guess growing up there was a very clear vision of what it was. And kind of, I feel like around Cars 2, it kind of changed. And it doesn't feel like the same Pixar anymore. Well, I, I guess sense. so. Maybe it's just that I don't really relate to some of these movie themes. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't see the point of this movie other than like, oh, no, they, they got to keep their secret safe. I also feel like we never really heard anything about it either. It's like we got this trailer. But besides knowing it was coming, like we knew it was announced, but we didn't know anything else about it. We just knew it's like something Italian and that was about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if it's cool. It's cool. Uh, I it, it's same thing though. Like, it's right. We just got Soul, and this is the next thing I think in the summer. But we don't know. Like I said, we don't know much about it. And yeah, we got this trailer, but I, I don't know. I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. I'll watch the trailer again, maybe, and see if there's something I missed. That. Uh, but hey, if if kids love it, that's all that matters, really. At the end of the day, when it comes to these movies, so if the kids have a good time, uh, then that's cool. Because sure. that's what Pixar is there for, for the most part. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, pretty much all the Disney news. And then Disney wasn't the only one that started firing off on all cylinders, James. We've got, uh, we got a lot from a place we didn't expect. So Paramount Plus, which Paramount, if I remember correctly... Is like isn't Paramount part of CBS or something? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I could look that up real quick, I guess. I'm not too sure, but I just know they have their own. So there's like it's, it's CBS All Access, right? That's their streaming service, and they got like the Star Treks on there. They got Twilight mm -hmm. Zone, and I'm not too sure what else. I don't have it. That's like literally, I think the only streaming service I don't have, uh, because either. Xfinity has gotten us some for free or I send up for the others and whatnot. My family and I like have each of us have like our own set of these streaming services we have. So we just share them back and forth with each other. But 
uh, Paramount now is jumping into the fray here. And James, I feel like I can speak for everyone when I say, fuck, another one? Really? <laughs> like, yeah. Give me a break, man. I lost <laughs> my mind so tired. at like, Peacock being a thing. But uh, I mean, OK, yeah, so each one at least has one. its own advantage, like CBS all because, you know, Netflix is Netflix. It has its own original stuff. It's been taking other things like it's and right now. It's actually Netflix is its own giant to the point. Now we have Witcher, Godzilla, freaking Castlevania, uh, Stranger Things. And I could go on forever. Like they even have Sherlock Holmes stuff. They have other big licenses. They have series and unfortunate events like they've gone crazy with whatever doesn't have a specific home. And they've, like, done whatever there, and yeah, half the shit there sucks sometimes, but, you know, like, there's still jewels you find. Disney yeah, Plus... Paramount is owned by Viacom CBS. Uh, okay, what the fuck, then? Uh, you know, Disney's got three now. Hulu's the adults, Disney Plus is kids, and you already know Disney and Fox, there's an entire library of history there, practically. And, you know, HBO Max, all the Warner Brothers stuff. It's got DC stuff now since they folded both DC, like the DC one into that. Now the DC one is just comic books. Uh, Peacock is all the NBC Universal stuff. The big thing there, James, is actually the Universal Monster movies is actually a really good catalog there. That's the that's their big strength is those movies. But it would be a bigger strength is if they actually took their Universal stuff and put the Fast and Furious movies on there. That would be pretty uh, smart. Yeah. Because they only right now they only have like two, and they're not even like the first two. It's like four and seven or something. I'm like, why would you? Well, uh, to be fair, why would, you, why would you do those two specifically? That doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know. The, that series didn't really take off until the later movies, anyway. Yeah, but why? Just put the order like that. I don't. That's not going to help me. I'm not going to start with four and then go to seven and go. Oh boy, really, dude? Honestly, like. The first two movies have almost nothing to do with the rest of the series. I know, but that's not how, you know that's not how I work. I know. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. And then now we have, you know, there's Apple and I'm, fucking, I'm not going to list all of them. But Paramount Plus, it has Nickelodeon. And for those that don't know, like if you grew up in the 90s, yeah, Cartoon Network is amazing. Yeah, Disney Channel was amazing. But also as kids, WB was also probably like the go-to. But Nickelodeon was, that was like your, that was Monday through Friday and the weekends. Like it was always there, except for like specifically Saturday mornings, which kids, WB occupied. But Nickelodeon was there the Friday nights. They were there the Saturday nights. They, they were always available to you. They had all the shows for you. And of course, one of them, James, was Rugrats. And Rugrats. Yeah, yeah was fantastic you know it was really good it was about the babies doing baby things and going crazy and using little toy screwdrivers to get out of their pens and like and the occasional adults veiled insinuation that life is terrible <laughs> Stu, it's it's, it's, fun. it's 3 a.m what are you why are you making pudding because i lost control of my life <laughs> <laughs> the show honestly i need to go back and watch that entire show because there's so many there's probably so many references i would never have realized existed like that because i'm like oh no that's me yeah. that's all of it, that, it turns out you get you know you grow up you think you're like oh which baby you are but really in real life you're fucking stew pickles and you never knew it you were always yep. stew pickles since the <laughs> beginning it was always stew but, you know, they did that. They had a couple movies. And then they did that all-grown-up show, which is, like, they're, like, 
in middle school, I think, if I remember correctly, if they were in elementary school, it didn't fit because they acted like middle schoolers. It would have been weird. But, you know, it was it didn't last too long. It was very unappreciated, I would say. I think it got a lot of bad rap when it did some interesting things that I don't think people really took notice of. But at the end of the day, it wasn't as good as the original. And eventually it ended much shorter. It didn't last as long. But now they're bringing back the babies again. But the difference here is, James, uh, the uh, the animation's a lot different, and it looks pretty much completely different. If I if I may say so, did you see what it looks like? No, I didn't know they were doing this. So um, it looks like kind of like the weird CG. Um, what movie does it remind me of? I can't think of it, but here, just look it up. See if you can just find yeah. an image. Uh, you don't even have to watch the video. It's like a minute long, but it's got like, you know, it's got everyone in it, which I will say like the only one that looks really different is Susie. And the only reason I say that is because it just looks like they made her shorter. Like it just kind of looks like they cut her legs in half and I'm like, where'd her legs go? (laughs) It's weird. Uh, Uh, Yeah, it is all CG or 3D. That's interesting and weird. It looks, yeah, it looks kind of weird, right? It's kind of like how like for, for the SpongeBob movies, they made them... 3d but like a really interesting weirdly physical 3d i guess yeah and uh i i don't know how to feel and it's got it's already james i'm gonna be honest just like anything that has changed it's getting a lot of flack online already yeah. i can tell you that right now I can and see that. i honestly i'm not too sure i'm happy either uh it's also just really the animation i think i think that's everyone's gripe because the voices you know they're they're the same voices they brought. I'm pretty sure they brought every, they brought everyone back. It sounds like it, it sounds like I remember it, mm-hmm. and I'm very happy with that. But I yeah, I just am not too fond of the animation itself. I also honestly too just I think you should just make Susie a little bit taller. She just looks like you cut off her legs. I don't know why. Uh, but uh, I I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna try it and see how it goes. But it's just uh. It's just a lot there. And here's the crazy part, too. I think A Quiet Place 2 is going to be on there. Oh, really? After So it, here's the deal. After 45 days in theaters, Mission Impossible 7, Quiet Place 2, and the Paw Patrol movie are all going to be... Uh, what the fuck is the Paw Patrol? Oh, shit. No, my niece watches that. I think it's like a mm-hmm. superhero dog cop it or is. something. It's like uh, all the rage you little kids and and, yeah but yeah so more importantly mission impossible 7 and quiet place 2 especially but yeah after 45 days they'll be into this streaming service which james i don't think that's too bad because you know everyone else has been like oh day and date streaming and theaters or we're just doing one or the other this one is like oh it's 45 days so it's even better than like the deal that i guess like wb gave or universal gave uh theaters specifically where they said like oh it has to be there for this many this like i think it's like two weeks to a month and if it's like doing better then we can extend it the other two weeks or something now it's like oh here's a place and they're giving you a month and a half which is kind of better than you're getting from the other uh distributors so i'm sure theaters didn't have an issue with paramount plus as compared to like hbo max and uh the other ones so there is that but yeah, uh, there's also, you know, the Beavis and Butthead movie, uh, Workaholics, 
and I guess some other stuff, but those will apparently, I didn't know this, dude, the Beavis and Bud movie is going to be exclusive to Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. Hmm. And eventually, this is a big one, eventually, No Time to Die will be on Paramount Plus because of a deal with MGM. So we're going to get the James Bond movie there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. That's kind of big, I guess. This comes in. Oh, wait. What day day is it today? It comes in less than a week. This this launch is on March 4th. With everything. Like, this is going to launch on March 4th. Um, I think what I'm going to do, James, I might. I don't know if I want to do it this week or not. I might do the trial and just. I, I want to see the catalog and see what's on there and just talk about it. And I can come back and see, like, oh, is it worth it? Is there, like, a lot of stuff? Is it worth your money? What's the price of it? Uh, but I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of curious a little bit because it, it, at least it has more, I don't know. It has more drawing to me than Peacock and CBS All Access do, if that makes sense. Yeah, No, I see what you mean. Like, Paramount at least has some, like, actually good content. I literally cannot think of anything that is drawing me to Peacock at all. Yeah, and... So, you know, James, that's not actually the only thing uh, for for Paramount Plus. I was actually just getting started uh. um, because another big show is coming here. And this show is supposed to come on Showtime and it's been in development hell for God knows how long, James. Halo is coming to Paramount oh, Plus. Oh, that's huge. That TV show that they've been working on forever that, like, you look at the casting and you look at the way they changed all the characters and you're like, I don't want this movie show, whatever the fuck it is. Keep is, it away from me. Is but, yeah, it's coming. Is the uh, Steven Spielberg thing or is, this, is that dead? Is it the what? Steven Spielberg thing? Because remember they were going to do I, a Halo thing I with think Steven Spielberg, it is. I think? Uh, I'm, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the one where they, it's like a nine episode first season and they basically changed up all the characters. They changed the roles and like, you know, Miranda Keys is like a scientist now or some shit. I don't fucking know. It's super, it's stupid. It, it just honestly, and all, I just, I don't want this. I really don't. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest, which I will say to you, like, I, I'll be completely honest, guys, too. I have to always say it anyway, but. You know, I work for Microsoft. Anything I do say, all my opinions do not reflect that of the company. Uh, These are opinions of just my own. And yes, I don't fucking like the Halo TV show idea here. It just does not sound cool. Just give me like a Halo, give me like a 20 minute Halo landfall again. Like something like that. That's just like that Halo 3 live action commercial that was insane. And you're like, oh my God, this is dope. You don't even need to put a crazy story into it. Like the action tells you the story practically if you're a Halo fan. And I get that they're doing this for, like, you know, a new audience. But, dude, it doesn't sound like... Remember Nightfall? Remember how all that went? Like, come no. on. That was the one with Locke, and they go to the planet with the hunter worms. Oh, that right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now you know. Yeah, there you go. Now it's all coming back to I you. I didn't like that show. It's just kind of boring. <laughs> how do yeah. you make Halo boring? Dude, all right, you know what they did good? forward on to dawn that was actually good yeah i like that, that really good i don't think this is gonna be like that i think this would be like nightfall i'm like mm. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm sorry i don't have i just don't have faith in this i'd love it if they can prove me wrong but i just don't feel good about this and i would love to be proven wrong go ahead and do it 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, Halo. And then the other big thing is... <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not real. I wasn't even going to talk about it. But they're bringing back Frasier. <laughs> I heard about that. Um, yeah. Weird. That's it. I don't really have anything to say. My mom used to watch it. That's it. Yeah, no, That's I've watched I a lot of that show. I really like it. It's in. It is. It's gonna sound, I guess, pretentious, but it is smart humor for for a lot of the part where it's like, it's not. It's, I, I'm trying to think of an example of like, not smart humor, but it's just like. Stuff that you might have to think about that, like why this is funny for like a second or whatever, you know, it's something that it's makes the you, like, thinking think, man's humor. Yeah. And it's like, it's go. clever and, you know, and all the characters were interesting and, and funny for different reasons. And they ended that show and it was fine. I don't know why they need to do this. Yeah. I, I and, mean, I don't know. Well, from what I, mean, I, I, I guess heard, if the. F- hmm? Yeah, go, go, go. So from what I heard, I I think Daniel described it to me as like, so in the original show, the setup was that Frasier had just taken in his like somewhat disabled elderly father who he was like a police officer for like decades and was like shot in the line of duty. And now he has like to walk with a cane. So anyway, Frasier moved to Seattle and he's like taking care of his dad and his apartment and they butt heads all the time because you know Frazier is an intellectual type of person who likes to play piano and he likes to read and he likes to drink wine isn't he like a radio host too he is and he's a radio host and his dad is like i like to watch baseball or baseball and drink beer in my lazy boy couch and it's just like or chair and like so they had very different personalities and it was funny watching them butt heads and stuff and you know there was other things in it, like not his brother Niles came in all the time, and uh, anyway, I'm. There was right. like the dog. Yeah, and Fra- and Fraser had a son with his ex-wife, Lilith or whatever her name was. I I honestly I forgot about the kid. Yeah, yeah and I, so I really watched it. Supposedly, according to Daniel, that's what this show is going to revolve around. Is now Fraser is the elderly father, and he's living with oh. his son. Oh God, I can't remember what his son's name was, but that that would be the idea. And Grazier, <laughs> um, it was like Freddie, I think. And I don't know. Eh. I I I just okay, never really James, liked. I Freddy remember as a I remember much. two things specifically of that. One was like at the end of the show, they do the credits and something. It was like hash and scramble eggs, yeah. and it's like yeah, something like that. And then he'd always be like, "Damn it, Niles!" And then they're like. <laughs> And then you just kind of laugh. That's that's all I remember. Just, Niles. Damn it, Niles! What are you doing, man? It's like, and like his brother's just yeah. If Niles isn't in it either, and he doesn't get to say that, I don't see what the point is. But yeah, that honestly, we talked about Fraser more than I, I really thought we were going to talk about. Frazier. Well, I got off on a tangent trying to ex- explain like the whole setup of the original show, just to explain what the setup of the new show would supposedly be, and which. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. people try it if you want it. If you get Paramount Plus, yeah, you know, yeah. why not? You just got the service. Try everything on it. See what you like and don't like. I guess it get your money's good. worth. I would just recommend just watching the original show because it's still good. I should see if Xfinity gets this one for free too. We'll see. I hope so. But then James, so we had fucking Halo, and then we had Frasier. Here's the big one. Here is the good one. This is the one that I like. Kind of my heart started fluttering inside a little bit. I got so excited. There's a new studio that's been created for this. 
to oh. bring content here. And James, do you know what the name of that studio is? No. What? Avatar Studio. Oh, I did hear about this. I forgot about Avatar this. The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, Michael DiMartino and Brian Konietzko, uh, which were the original creators of the shows, will be uh, pretty much leading this team, this studio. And the plan here, uh, it's like uh, it'll come on Paramount+, Plus. it'll come on Nickelodeon platforms, and potentially other places as well. But, dude, the first project they got is apparently an animated theatrical movie Ooh, neat and there's nothing else yet but dude i can't even remember her i don't remember when the first show started but it's just dude that if anyone's never watched those shows like watch avatar the last airbender and legend of korra like there was this whole thing we were going to get a netflix live action show and the creators left over creative differences which of course is horrifying if the creators of the show that made the cartoon yeah. leave the live action over creative differences. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping still maybe that show is okay. And it's like, not bad. I'm like, just make it better than the freaking M. Night Shyamalan crap. Then we're at least, you're not the worst, right? You don't want to be, it's like the whole thing of when the bear is chasing you, just run faster than the other guy. You don't have to be the fastest. Just don't be the, the one in the back because he's going to get got first. Um, so you can see kind of my, uh, my expectations for that live action show but dude this this is going to be a whole studio and they have the entirety universe to dig into they could do shows about spin-off like it could do specific characters they could do a new avatar like there was like a rumor once that the third avatar was actually going to be two it was going to be a twin earthbenders or like twin yeah like twin earthbenders uh, or something would be interesting. I forget where I heard that. I could be pulling it out of my ass and, like, someone told me it in a dream. And I was like, oh, I must tell the people. But, like, I I remember something like that. But, dude, we're getting a theatrical movie that's animated, which is already perfect. And if it's the same type of animation, I, I'm just, I'm pumped for this. Like, I I, I can't wait for this to occur. Like, it's going to be great. Um and now, James, we get this, and we get Dragon Prince. Like, I'm a, yeah, baby, I'm happy. Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah, Dragon Prince watch Dragon so Prince. Good. Dragon Prince is amazing. I can't wait to talk about that. But yeah, dude, that's the last of the Paramount Plus stuff, but I thought, I thought that was the biggest news and the biggest seller of why I think I may get that platform. If it's like I can't get, get it from, like, regular Nickelodeon stuff, then I would definitely get it from here, but... At least the first thing we know that they're doing is something that I can go see in a theater. So that's pretty cool. <sighs> All right. But uh, that's that. And we got three more, uh, relatively around three more news pieces um, for movie TV show stuff. Uh, there's actually, it's like five, but that's okay. Uh, next one, though, uh, getting serious, uh, more serious here, though, is an update on the Whedon allegations, James. Um, I don't know if you've uh, seen this one. No. What's uh, it's a small update. Uh, Eleven on a, uh, So we talked previously that besides Ray Fisher uh, sending allegations about Whedon, and then you know there was the clear investigation about that, and then there was like an investigation of the investigation practically uh, with like you know the execs specifically. Uh, I think was his name Walter Hamada 
and like Jeff Johns and whatnot. But that one, at least, I think we still have agreed that this one, that one is still kind of foggy. Like it's hard to really yeah. say for that one. But at least for Whedon specifically, it's become more and more clear. Uh, just because there's more and more support in terms of witnesses and people who have had similar experiences. Which is why, you know, when there's more evidence, it's easier to believe and, like, learn the truth here. And in this instance, for uh, Whedon, we've been getting a lot of stuff from, you know, the people from the Buffy cast, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm -hmm. And now we've gotten 11 anonymous sources linked to the production of Buffy and Angel, like the Angel show as well. Uh, confirmed numerous allegations against Joss Whedon uh, from the show's cast. And this is from Adele Anchors uh, from IGN. Uh, this is from one of her articles. But uh, a source who apparently worked with Christina uh, Charisma Carpenter uh, said that picking cast favorites was Whedon's game, in quotes, and confirms that Carpenter felt that he was mean-spirited and verbally abusive. During her time on the show, allegedly, Carpenter's character Cordelia was popular in the writer's room, but the attitude towards her grew hostile as the character moved over to Angel. Uh, a further two sources claim Sarah Michelle Geller had a strained relationship with Whedon and did not want his name to be spoken around her. Another commented on Michelle Trachtenberg's social media posts that suggested she and Whedon uh, could not be in a room alone or uh, room alone together. Uh, something those around her attempted to ensure following an improper verbal exchange between the two. The sources paint Whedon as a man with a cruel sense of humor that he would use against those outside his cult of personality, in quotes. It mm. was not fun to be on the butt end of his humor, one source said. So it sounds like it could be, honestly, the crew saying this. Yeah. I'm not too sure. But 11 people. So that's 11 more voices towards this. And, you know, I... Like I said, I think we've talked about it before. I mean, I think we've set our stances for sure before, but, like, I'm completely in belief that Whedon has done these things. Like, it, from just the sheer amount of evidence and voices that have come forward, it makes sense. And I'm just hoping, you know, we get more about uh, the other end, where we got, uh, you know, they haven't spoken up as much about everything regarding uh, Jeff Johns and Walter Hamada, which apparently, you know, we actually, James, I forgot to say, we did get another news piece about that, specifically. Oh. Yeah. Um, this is uh, because uh, this is also sort of relating to the next news. That's honestly definitely d a different tone. But here it's like, uh, this is another tweet from Ray Fisher. Do y'all remember that time Walter Hermada and WB Pictures tried to destroy a black man's credibility? and publicly delegitimize a very serious investigation with lies in the press. But hey, Black Superman. Yeah, that, that's fair, I guess. And uh, Warner Media responded by saying that following, uh, they said uh, in quotes, ex uh, following an extensive and thorough third-party investigation, there was no interference found whatsoever. Once again, there are false statements being made about our executives and our company surrounding the recent Justice League investigation, Warner Media said. As we have stated before, an extensive and thorough third-party investigation was conducted. Our, uh, our executives, including Walter Hamada, fully cooperated with, uh, or cooperated, no, no evidence was found of any interference whatsoever. And Warner Bros. did not lie in the press. It's time to stop saying otherwise and move forward productively. Uh, the investigator, uh, I guess, that did it 
uh, which is, uh, their name is, her name was Catherine Forrest, said there was no interference of any kind by Hamada. She said, in quotes, I am disappointed by continued public statements made suggesting suggesting, uh, that Walter Hamada in any way interfered with the Justice League investigation. He did not. Forrest said, I interviewed him extensively on more than one occasion and specifically interviewed him concerning his very limited interaction. Uh, Specifically there, very limited interaction with Mr. Fisher. I found Mr. Hamada credible and forthcoming. I concluded that he did nothing that impeded or interfered with this investigation. To the contrary, the information that he provided was useful and advanced the investigation. Mm. All right. Uh, so that's just uh, making it just more difficult, if anything, and more confusing. Yeah, but, for sure. Because it's like, I mean, now it's a third party investigator saying this, and I'm just like, um. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess still Same. wait for more. Um, it's, it's, dude, it's just, I don't know. It's still just hard to say. Like, I feel like we're, it's really, we're just at least here giving you. Like, we're reading up on this, and it's, like, us learning this, too, and hopefully you learning it as well through us, but um, I, I don't, I still don't know how to feel about all this. At least I know, it's, like I said, I feel like I can know for sure with Whedon. With the rest, it's, like, it's still, like, more foggy, because the support isn't there, unfortunately, and the, like, there's more and more coming out on the other side, practically, and I wish it would change like it's just yeah. i don't know it's hard to say but shifting gears to the other dc like to actual dc news that's not like that serious or anything else uh at least we got two potentially two movies that are coming one i'm actually excited for and the other uh i would be under other circumstances i guess you could say but uh first off was uh the blue beetle movie dude so you know Blue Beetle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jaime Reyes is the second Blue Beetle in the comics, and he's like this Puerto Rican kid who gets the beetle itself, and it grants him like these awesome powers. Like he's get, he gets this awesome suit, and like the the beetle like fuses with him. But he wasn't the first Blue Beetle. The first Blue Beetle was Ted Cord, and like he gets killed by Max Lord and stuff in the comics. And he's a really cool character. He's actually like best friends with Booster Gold, which, if I remember correctly, they were making like a Blue Beetle Booster Gold movie uh, at one point, which we'll reflect on a cut, a cut of Steel episode later on in the future. But uh, at least, you know, that's completely separate from this, whereas Jaime Reyes is a different generation. He is one of the younger heroes, and uh at certain points has been a team titan as well and you know they're gonna give him a movie and it's gonna be apparently from uh angel manuel soto who was the director of charm city kings i I don't honestly know what that is but apparently in this i thought i could have sworn okay i could be wrong now i'm not sure I could have sworn Jaime was Puerto Rican. Now I'm actually not sure. Like I hold this whole time, I thought in the comics is Puerto Rican. I think it says here he's Mexican, but I don't know anymore. Mm. Now <laughs> I could have sworn he was I, shit. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I honestly thought he was Puerto Rican. I mean, like okay, uh, but yeah, the uh, Gareth Dunnett Alcocer, uh, Mexican-born 
uh, film writer will be writing this uh, uh, film as well. And he said in quotes, it is an honor to direct Blue Beetle, uh, first Latino superhero film for DC. Uh, Soto, the director, said, I want to sincerely thank everyone at Warner Bros. and DC for trusting me to bring Jaime Reyes to life. I can't wait to make history together. And... Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think this is cool. Uh, I'm going to add it to our list of movies to talk about later on as we go through the last giant list of, hey, these were announced. I wonder if this actually happens. Because it's like, I think, I think because, you know, at least I'm going to be honest, guys, for the diversity of it, it'll probably get fast-tracked and you'll see it potentially happen faster um, in this at this current date. Which, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm like, cool, I'm Mexican and I get to see, like, a Mexican superhero with his own film. Like, that's a win for me. I'm happy about that. Like, I just hope it actually happens because, you know, sometimes we get a DC announcement, James, right? And <laughs> what yeah, happens it to that? Happens. It's like, years later. Uh, I don't remember. Was there something supposed to come? I don't, I don't know anymore. But... Yeah. We'll have an episode to address all of that. Seeing Blue Beetle on the big screen would be pretty cool because, I mean, what makes him so interesting is just his ability to, like, his suit can transform into, like, so many different kinds of weapons that he's just always interesting to see, at least in the animated shows that I've seen him in. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, though, for sure. On a more bittersweet movie announcement james and you know i don't know if we'll catch flag here but i'm gonna be completely honest like i kind of when i heard this i straight up was just like ah shit but uh there's going to be a potentially a superman reboot in the works uh and it'll be produced by jj abrams and you know from bad robot you know star trek star wars whatever and written by taneshi coates who I haven't read any of his work, so I don't know how he is, but, you know, people seem to like him for his Marvel work. He worked on uh, Black Panther and Captain America, at least the comics there. For the, like, majority of the people I've heard from say they like his stuff, uh, that he's actually pretty uh, high caliber, at least over there. Like, he's, like, one of the top-tier dudes, potentially, for Marvel. But uh, the other thing, too, here is potentially it'll be uh, a black Superman and uh, at least that's the that's the rumor here it sounds like uh and the superman for what it sounds like because all right i don't even know james how i know this but like i already knew that there's only two black supermen uh, i mean there are i mean there's not only two because it's like oh man there's already superman but according for the multiverse you know there's the multiverse there's alternate earths and stuff and at least for mainstay superman there. The closest is Steel, who is John Henry Irons, which is honestly a really cool fucking character. I'd love a Steel movie, honestly. Um, but Steel is like this dude in a power suit, uh, like a metallic suit, and he's got like a massive sledgehammer, and he's really dope. But uh, in the multiverse, there is President Superman. And I think it's like, I can't remember the name. It's like Earth 42 or something. I don't remember the exact Earth. I don't know any of these. Like, I can't tell you that, at least. But... Uh, he on his earth he's black superman who is actually president of the united states if i remember if i remember correctly and he like is utilized a lot by the writer grant morrison in like the multiverse stuff because a lot of the heroes from different earths are aware that there is a multiverse of alternate earths and stuff and they actually form like an, a multiverse version of the justice league so mm -hmm. it's like a 
uh, Earth-spanning one where they go to different Earths and stuff, where they like they kind of manage the multiverse. And President Superman is the leader of that multiverse league. So like, uh, Black President Superman is the leader of that league, and it's supposed to be honestly really cool. And from what I saw of him, he's really awesome. The other potential Black Superman it could be would be Val Zod, which James, I don't know how the fuck I know that name. I really don't because I didn't. I barely read that book. I didn't even know, I didn't even read the issues he was in, but somehow I know his name. I didn't look up any Wikipedias, but I just know his name is Valzad. I don't know how. It's really weird. Uh, there was like, during New 52, uh, they made a second Earth, and they were like, oh, this is like the alternate Earth where, you know, you have the Justice Society of America, and this is their way of doing it, and they made all like those older heroes younger. And in that world, uh, the Trinity die in like a war. Like, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, like, Clark, Giant, Bruce, they all die. And in it, like, their, uh, Clark's cousin, Kara, becomes Power Girl. And Bruce's daughter, uh, Helena Wayne, becomes Huntress. And you have those two. And, like, you have all the Justice Society characters. You have Alan Scott, Green Lantern, which they didn't, I didn't like him at all. Uh, that was, like, the weird one. And you had like Jay Garrett. Yeah, all the all the older characters just didn't feel good at all. Like they just weren't utilized well. But I will say the characters they utilized right were uh honestly the mainstay ones, like the super and bat ones. Uh Huntress, Power Girl, and then you had Dick Grayson becoming Batman. You had also Thomas Wayne Batman, which was really interesting. You had Val Zod Superman, which, you know, for those that don't know, you know, Zod. Zod is like that guy against Superman all the time. In this world, Zod is not like this general who is against Superman at all. He's this dude that comes down and he becomes the new Superman of Earth 2. And, you know, he was an interesting character. And I need to read up on Earth 2, honestly, because it seemed really cool. But he seemed like a really cool character from what I at least saw virtually, like visually of him. Because uh, I didn't really, I kind of fell off Earth 2 pretty fast. Like, I didn't even get to the part where uh, some of the characters actually met met up together. But uh, for this movie, it would be probably one of those two characters that they would do, considering, like, it's multiverse and stuff. But what worries me is that they're saying this is, like, a reboot. Like, oh, this would take the place of now this is the de facto Superman in the films. And, you know, you know, I'm all for diversity. I'm all that for that kind of stuff. That's great. And it'd be cool to have those stories, but I don't think they fit with the DCEU for one specific reason. And it's not anything about like race or anything like that. It's about one thing of who we already have. We already have Henry Cavill and we've barely gotten him. We've had him in like two yeah. and a half movies and we need more. We need so much more Henry Cavill. And he's so amazing. Like, dude, I love this dude. He is amazing as Geralt of Rivera. Rivera, uh, like he's amazing in The Witcher. He is amazing here. He pretty much anything he touches is like gold. I love all of his stuff, but also, I don't think he's gotten a fair shake. Yes, I love him in Man of Steel to death, but you know, I don't think he got everything he should have in Man in Batman v Superman. And God knows he did not in Whedon's Justice League. So I'm mm -hmm. happy we're at least getting him in Zack Snyder's Justice League, but. That's it. There hasn't been a Superman 2. There hasn't been a Man of Steel 2 with him. We need that still. So Yeah, that's a travesty. I am fine with this movie happening on two conditions. One, it doesn't hinder 
the potential development of a Man of Steel 2 with Henry Cavill. Two, it doesn't replace Henry Cavill. Those are my two like yeah, big things on happening. this. Yeah, so if... Because, dude, could you imagine, though, the outcry? Like, I've heard already, there's a lot of people on the internet would fucking freak out if Henry Cavill's not Superman. Like, for even people that don't like those movies, they like Henry Cavill as Superman. Like, we've heard as much, if you want to listen to Cut a Steel, all the people that don't like those movies love him as Superman and think he should stay as Superman. Mm. So, definitely, you know, watch out there. I definitely don't want to see that replacement happen because that would be very pissed off just for the fact that Henry Cavill would get robbed and I don't think he should because uh, he deserves so much more and I need to see that man in more suits and especially like give me him in a brighter suit not saying the black suit isn't cool I actually prefer that I would love it if he's in the black suit all the time but you know give him that bright blue Superman suit that we didn't see in Man of Steel and BBS and give us a Man of Steel too which is why like you know if Zack Snyder didn't do that there was that rumor that George Miller would do a Man of Steel too and I would die loving a george miller henry cavill superman movie because of how amazing mad max Fury road was not to mention like he was doing a justice league movie before all the mcu and dcu stuff there was like actually a justice league yeah george miller was directing a justice league movie army hammer was batman and there was all this other casting i do Uh, not remember this but okay all right do you remember uh mad max Fury road do you remember that woman that like acts as a decoy at that top of that tower and she's like one of the that was uh that was wonder woman in the justice league movie that he was making interesting okay yeah she was that one she was like they were it was all there she was like in outfit and everything dude it's crazy that it didn't happen it's insane we could have gotten that and it looks so cool but yeah that's that um that's all i want to say there i know that's still a lot but yeah um other than that, we got some stuff from FanFest for Zack Snyder's Justice League. And, you know, there was like a two minute trailer of just like, did you see it? It's like all the different heroes with like a, a tablet they're on. They're like etched no, on and there's really. like cool little Easter eggs and stuff. Well, I'd definitely say everyone take a look at that. I don't want to spoil things for you, but like, because I mean, it's still cool to kind of unearth it and just watch everything yourself. But I would definitely say, guys, watch it. And it's got like great music to it, which apparently like the guy never does superhero music. Or, like, music for superhero stuff, but it was Zack Snyder, so he said, okay, apparently. Uh, There's, like, a a 40-minute discussion of Zack Snyder answering questions, if you want to check it out. But it's pretty good. Uh, Nothing too revealing, like, you're not going to learn too much new stuff, but you will learn, James. Zack Snyder's Justice League, for a four-hour movie, ends on a cliffhanger. I saw that, and I'm just like, why? Why would you do that? Because, James, you know what this means. The fans will cry out for more. And yeah. we'll have another decade of sex life. <laughs> I hope this movie is great. Uh, but there's that. There's going to be two versions. Uh, initially on HBO Max, there's going to be like the regular colored version. But later on, he's releasing a black and white director's ultimate cut, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but he's like, that's like the ultimate version. I wanted people to see it in. And it's like the whole movie in black and white. And he also said he wants to have that version in IMAX uh, theaters but not on that date of like the release. So we'll eventually get that, which means, you know, if it's later, there's a better chance of us watching it in theaters because hopefully it'll be safer and theaters will be open. So there's that too. But that would, I would say those were probably the biggest takeaways. I was just thinking it was so weird that he shot this movie in like an aspect ratio that would only look good in an IMAX theater. 
and I mean, it's like uh, can't watch it in IMAX. At least I know, right? I mean, it's just honestly, it's like any other Christopher Nolan movie, because that's all he did. Christopher Nolan like shoots majority of his movies in IMAX. Hmm. All right, but he doesn't release it in like nearly square format, though. No, yeah, no, that's I don't know. I I don't know how that works, man. I just work. I love the (laughs) quote from IGN where he's like. Or wherever it was, where he's like, no one does the uh, movies like this, so I thought I'd give it a try. He's like, well, maybe there's a reason why no one does it. Hey, you know what? Uh, well, I whatever. Know. I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, it's gonna be cool. And I will say one one little Easter egg he did say was like, uh, one fan asks about like uh, when Superman goes on that ship originally made of steel. There's like an empty pod. It looks like it was open and someone left. Oh, I didn't even and notice. Zach's like, oh yeah, I don't think I never. He's like, I never saw the 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 theatrical version of Justice League, but I don't know if it's in that because in my scene, my movie that I shot, uh, the league actually passes that pot again, and it does come up, and someone's like, who was it? And he's like, well, oh, he's like, well, I know who it is, but you guys don't, <laughs> and it's like, wait, who's who's in the what's in the pod? What's in the pod, man? But yeah, it's like, I wonder who was in the pod. And I don't know if we'll learn in this movie because who knows the whole thing, James, this movie has so many little secrets, all the shit he's revealed. It's like, but wait, there's more. And you're like, what the fuck else is in this movie? <laughs> I'm so scared. There's it's gotta crazy. be a reason why it's like four hours long. Uh, do, do the first, the first, he said like the first chapter is straight up just Bruce running around. Uh, like they don't even come together yet in the first 40 minutes because it's like still all this shit and apparently uh batman and deathstroke will be working together at a certain point they have a deal of some sort yeah i saw that and i'm just like well, why i what do you mean why it's james we get joe man it's fucking deathstroke why it's would batman dope. hire deathstroke and or why would deathstroke work with batman <laughs> Who knows? It's gonna be cool though, James. Just watch, just watch and see. Stop asking questions. Yeah, well, I'll, no, we'll definitely see. Cool. Definitely see. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Uh, and then Godzilla versus Kong had fan fest as well, in which really we learned one big thing. Besides, like uh, apparently, like that air aircraft carrier scene is like fourteen minutes long or something. I was like, oh, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, that's mean. It's just Kong being like, oh fuck, don't kill me, please. But James, remember how I said, you know, I can call it right now, like the movie, like, you know, how movies would be these days. Uh ends in they're a draw. Gonna, ends in a draw, like Mothra's gonna come and end the fighting and they're gonna fight Me- Mecha Godzilla or Mutant Ghidorah. Yeah. Adam Wingard, the director, I wanted to pause there and just kind of build up for a second. Adam Wingard has said there will be a clear winner in this movie that it will not be a draw and you will know who has won by the end of that movie. Mm. James. It's probably going to be if, Godzilla. If James, the trailers are all pointing towards Kong as being like the savior, the guy that's going to fix shit. If they made Kong the winner, I would throw this movie into the trash and I would set that trash on fire immediately because that's all it is at the end of the day. If they simp for the chimp, you don't simp for a chimp, James. It's one thing I've learned throughout my days. One way to street, I guess. <laughs> you don't simp for the chimp, man. If if that if that chimp is simping for any white lady that comes along, you don't you don't go and go. I'm gonna simp for that chimp. That's what I'm saying, man. Dude climbs a tower fucking building and falls from a damn airplane. 
Fucking people are saying he's going to beat a nuclear lizard. Like, what's wrong with people, man? I don't understand. Uh, who, see, who thinks these things? He's going to secretly have lightning powers like in the original Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, he probably will. But, God, well, no, so that's... Weird. They, they, he can absorb his blast in his Godzilla axe. His spike axe thing. His that, god killer axe. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if Godzilla loses, I would be so salty, dude. I would actually... I'd be like, well... This is the one thing keeping me alive through lockdown is just, is just shit on my face. I can't believe this. Uh, but we'll we'll definitely see there. But that was an interesting tidbit. Fun thing though, James, we've been talking about news for these two movies for so long, and we're finally getting them this coming month. Both of them. Yeah. So uh, it's gonna be like a big change of like, oh, there's no more Godzilla versus Kong, and what'll we talk uh, like, about? Uh, Godzilla singular point is a singular point coming uh, yeah. to Netflix. <laughs> uh, there's that, and then I'm oh I'm sure there's some Zack Snyder stuff. Oh, that's when the campaign. If it's if if Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League is great, then we're gonna be like restore the Snyderverse, baby. <laughs> oh, it'll be fun. It'll uh, be great. I think what's more fun is people will get angry at me for no reason. They'll be like, I can't believe you think these things. Uh, but all right, James, that is all the TV show movie news. Thank God. Are you ready for the gaming news? Yep, let's jump into it. All right, first one here. Uh, you know that game that was coming out, the vampire game, Vampire the Masquerade 2 Bloodlines? Yeah, the thing that everyone was like really interested in for a while and had that really weird trailer with everyone dancing around like dead bodies and stuff. Yeah, the, I, was, I still don't... That trailer was like... Not so a, not a was I supposed? I You like that trailer? No, not a good trailer. Oh, I thought okay. I it was, was like, very dude, strange. I, I didn't get it. It made me not want. I was like, I'm good. I don't. I don't it it also really on. didn't help that one of them looked just like Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Lex Luthor with the long hair and everything. And I was just like, Why is Lex Luthor dancing around a Christmas tree? Oh no, he's feeding Jolly Ranchers to everybody. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh. All right. So the developer, Hardsuit Labs, uh, the developer of this game, of course, is no longer developing the game. Womp womp. I guess I, I, I'm. Uh, I guess it's a shame to all the people who were looking forward to it, but. Eh. Well, no, I didn't say the game stopped. I just meant oh. they were taken off the game. <laughs> Wait, what? So, Paradox Interactive, which is the publisher uh, for the game, has said that they've started in quotes collaboration with a new studio partner to finish work on the game. Weird. And uh, in the Bloodlines Two Twitter. Uh, Paradox said that in order to meet its ambitions for the game, the publisher came to the conclusion that a change is needed, and as a result, more development time is required. Uh, the studio has done a tremendous job in laying the foundations for the game, and we hope that you, the community, will also appreciate their contribution to Bloodlines 2. Uh, they said, I hope that you appreciate them, because we didn't, because we took them off the project and replaced them with someone else. What yeah, is happening? Okay. So I guess that game is still being made, but just not by the original studio. That's weird. It's just that isn't that weird? Yeah. It's so uh, I I mean I'm still I'm gonna be honest like I wasn't really interested in this game in the beginning. I don't know. I st I never got it. I never played the first one because obviously there was some fan base there because people were like, oh, there's a new Vampire Masquerade, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck you talk about? Yeah. Know what this is? But yeah, I, I, I'm just, uh, okay, this is somewhat interesting, but I just thought that was an interesting piece to, to save briefly. Uh, on cool news, though, James, 
Guess what game is coming to PlayStation 4 and Switch? Apparently Republican Commando. Sorry, not Republican. Oh my god, Republican Commando. God dang it, I, I screwed that up. Guys, I hope you can't wait to play Republican Commando. <laughs> With these tools, you can attack your capital building. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to connect it to like Ted Cruz going to Cancun, but you're just like, no, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you have four troopers to choose from. You have Commander Maggie. You got you got fucking Karen, who's the lead. <laughs> uh, I don't. You could come up with the other two. I don't know the fuck to say for this I shit. Can, I can't think. Fucking one's just called Mitch McConnell. He's the worst <laughs> character. He's a bitch. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! What? <laughs> Imagine if you didn't say that. Imagine we would just be like yo it's coming i'm really excited cool on to the next thing (laughs) (laughs) but dude did you ever think this was gonna happen no it's it's one of those few original xbox games that i like i was interested in i just never got around to like playing it all the way through it's really cool i just now i have an excuse to play it when it comes to ps4 i guess yeah it's because is it the original one is still backwards compatible for xbox uh, I'm Is pretty it? sure. Oh, I think I so. Uh, otherwise, it wouldn't that be sad? Like if it's like, hey, you can't. You, it's coming. You know, it was originally on Xbox. Hey, only these two get it. You can't play. You can't play That's, this year. That would be super funny. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's backwards compatible. That's why it wasn't announced for there mm-hmm. as well. All right. Um, but so it is coming. This isn't like a updated version. It's just like straight. Oh no! It is uh the what was the main thing. The, the game will feature modernized controls and will be a single player experience, uh, which means, you know, the PvP multiplayer won't be there. But it has, mm. they said they would modernize the controls. Mm. I'm sure, though, I'm, I'm guessing it'll allow you to uh, probably modify them, though, further if you want. But it's still, you know, it's already on PC. It's, I'm like, oh, I'm like 99% sure it's backwards compatible on Xbox, which is why you can play them still there at any point. And now you can play them on PS4 and Switch. And it's coming, dude, April 6th for 15 bucks. That's pretty good. Like, that's like, uh, that's honestly awesome. And I'm sure, James, James, what if it sells a lot and then you just hear one day, guess who's working on a Republic Commando 2 game? Oh, like, who would work on that? I don't know. I just, I don't fucking. I guess, wait, wouldn't it be called like Imperial Commando? Wasn't that the plan? Would it be? Uh, I, I guess so. It's maybe. Maybe. maybe um but maybe it's uh remember there was a what do you call it someone said there was a star wars game coming and it was from a developer that no one thought was going to happen it was like from jason schreier or something what if it's that what if it's like some some random developer we don't know who the hell it is and they're like oh yeah no that was uh that was from no that, that was for nets of the old republic that was what that was for mm. that was the specific thing there but for this one Ah, who would be good for Republic Commander 2? You want to think about that for just a sec really fast? Hmm. Yeah, we were taking a little bit. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, oh we're God, at almost an hour and a half. And a half. Yeah. But, okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. It's okay. Uh, next up, though, moving into EA stuff. So, a couple things here. One is that apparently developers are going to have more control over the games that ea publishes now huh how so 
so I think what's her, uh, Laura Miel is, um, chief studios officer for EA and her focus for her job is going to be empowering the developers to make the things they want to make all the while responding to wants and needs of EA's game communities and fans. And she says, at least, quote, in terms of our game development philosophy, our players are always our North Star. As I started this current role, I wanted to strip away some of the preconceived notions about what games we should be investing in and really start listening to players and incorporating their voice into our development process. Since then, we have announced a slate of games that players asked for. A new skate, college football, a Command and Conquer remaster, the Mass Effect trilogy, and we developed free content in Battlefront 2 for several years to turn the perception of that game completely around. Which is actually true, I guess you could say. Uh, but uh, we want we call it full circle for a reason. We want our players' experience with EA to come full circle. Our players deserve to be part of the process. Uh, we have recently adva added advanced inv innovation teams that are heavily focused on tech development and dedicated to long-term game development. Uh, these teams explore innovation initiatives that players will get to experience in two or three years. Oh, that's for specifically. So, like, uh, that was for Madden and FIFA, that little last paragraph. Um, but from what it sounds like here, James, uh, they are giving more reins to developers, potentially, but also really emphasizing what the fans want which yeah i don't do you know believe that? that i don't know about that no, i don't i think it's partially because it's ea saying this i just don't trust them because they don't have a good history of like being honest about shit like this i would say it's like when they say you know we listen to our fans and they're our north star they're the north star because Money. people literally we're outraged for loot bot like the loot boxes and loot system in Star Wars Battlefront 2. That's why it was turned around. It was the complete and utter outrage there. For Mass Effect Remastered Trilogy, Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda were bombs. And like this is a way to get people to not be angry at Bioware and EA. True. Like this is like sa this is the only thing saving them besides like having to rely on another new game that could potentially fail again like the other two. Yeah. Like we don't know what's going to happen. So I also I agree with you. I don't I don't believe it necessarily. I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever you say. Uh <laughs> but like I a lot of it's been more of like saving face than being like true to the people if they if that's what they're trying to say, you know? But uh we'll see what happens there and there is like more but i don't think there's not much we, there's not like enough important stuff that we need to cover for it i would say uh moving on to one last thing for ea james i think this is the real big hitter here anthem is dead or Anthem, further Anthem development yeah. is Anthem dead. Anthem Next uh, is dead. Yeah, Anthem Next is dead. Yeah, I so, thought it was funny that their, um, I guess, the statement that they put out said something at the end like, we're going to keep the servers on for the, like, uh, the current version of Anthem. And she's like, yeah, but no one cares though. Yeah, so, you know, for those that don't know, they had a skeleton crew 
working on Anthem Next, which There's is like, like an Anthem 2.0. People. Yeah. Yeah. And they were supposed to save the game and bring people, bring those that played it back and bring in new people. And, you know, 30 people for a game of that scale can't do that. The whole plan there was that they were analyzing and kind of determining whether they wanted to actually focus the manpower required to actually get that done or call it quits and consider this, you know, we lost its failure. It's over. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people wanted them to fix it. I'm also sure a lot of people said, you know, kill it and get it out of the way and move on. I was personally one of those people that said, kill it and move on and do something actually good. I forget, James, were you, you wanted, did you want them to kill it or did you want them to actually see if there's a chance to improve it and make it good? Cause I knew you were much more excited about that. For originally. Me, than I, I was like, just curious to see if they could save it. But, you know, I'm thinking about it the like I think last week or two weeks ago when the there was the news that EA might kill it depending on how it was doing at, like currently behind the scenes. I, uh, you know, there's really nothing salvageable about the original anthem for me. Like I didn't like the majority of the mechanics. Like I didn't like the gunplay. The only thing I really enjoyed was flying around, but like I, there were no side characters I really liked. The the main story wasn't interesting to me. The world wasn't interesting. So at this point, I was like, even if they can figure out a way to save it, I'm just not invested in the world. So I don't know. So I, it just makes a lot of sense to me at this point. That they're just like, kill it. Yeah, and I, uh, I mean, I think this is good news, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Focus those 30 people on Dragon Age 4. Like, straight up, just do that. And I am calling it now, James. They said, like, you know, whatever is there is there now. Whatever updates are there, there. It's done. And it's still online for people to play. We could still go on online and play this if we wanted to. I am calling that it will be shut down in a year. Within a year, it'll be shut down. Yeah, I would not be surprised. If it's lasted longer than a year, I will actually be shocked. If we come back here at the end of like February, early March of 2022, and it's still going, I will be surprised. I really will. But well, you know what that means, James? I need to sell this game as soon as possible on Xbox One for $10. Uh, and if that doesn't work, James, I will sell it for 5 Please, someone take this game. I don't want it. <laughs> and also, you get a free Steelbook. Act now. Because I pre-ordered it, and I made a mistake. You might have some trouble with that because it's on Game Pass. Shut up. They don't know that, James. Uh, and EA Play if you want to do it that way. Have it your way at EA Play. Why does it sound like McDonald's? But, uh, yeah, that's really... I mean, that's the only thing. Uh, we'll talk, I'm sure, about Bioware again eventually. And I'm sh hopefully it'll be about Dragon Age 4. And not yeah. that weird interview video Ho they did last time. Yeah, hopefully it'll be, like more positive next time yeah hopefully uh and that's the ea stuff and james are you ready for all of the various playstation news uh pieces here yeah i mean there wasn't a whole lot from that playstation uh state of play that oh yeah no, i'm talking about the news before the the, the state of play <laughs> oh right there was a little bit more oh yeah <laughs> i told you i told you i told you uh grand turismo 7 has been delayed to 2022 and I was supposed to come out this year, which I, James, I forgot because <laughs> I was already, I was so caught up in Horizon and God of War. I completely forgot that Gran Turismo 7 was 
it was supposed to fit somewhere on there. And you know, they're obviously very different games because I don't think about that game because I'm not a racing guy, but you know, they wouldn't want them to be that close together either way because it's still like a big property that's developed in house. But yeah, it's been moved to 2022. And they said that before saying that for potentially God of War. So, Mm. you know, think about it for like potentially in the fall or like after from summer through the fall, three big first party games, Horizon 2, Forbidden West, God of War 2 or God of War Ragnarok, whatever you want to call it. And Gran Turismo 7. Gran Turismo 7 has been delayed now to the next year, which means potentially either I, I think that gives God of War a better chance of still being this year, which is still, you know, utterly shocking that we get a game this year that we know nothing about besides that it is Ragnarok and we haven't seen anything, which like, you know, James, what was the, the one time they did this was like, remember Fallout 4? That was like a surprise and yeah. like, look, it's Fallout 4. It's coming this fall and it's yeah. like June. Um, They could do that, which, you know, that is always honestly really fun because... You know, sometimes games, the news for games lasts so long over years and it's kind of annoying, to be honest, a little bit. Like, just give it news for that one year it's coming out. That way you could just hype it up, stop making it drag for so long and not make it go like cyberpunk. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I think now God of War is a better chance of being this year. I don't know if you feel differently or if you think it'll still be delayed. I don't know. The thing is, I I get that Sony would want there to be like a holiday game or something like that, but it's like a completely different studio. So I I don't think them delay like Polyphony Digital Digital does uh um Gran Turismo, right? Polyphony. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Polyphony yeah, does. Gran Turismo. So like the, them delaying uh, Gran Turismo wouldn't necessarily mean that like they can put more people on Scott of War, I guess. But I don't know. I I still want to be uh, optimistic that God of War God of War will come out this year because I want to play it. But For I sure. will see it when it happens. Next up, Days Gone coming to PC, and <laughs> you know it works. I think I said this. We talked about this before when Horizon was announced for PC and it was coming. We talked about games potentially from PlayStation's like catalog that could be great to be like you know really good additions to be put on there and one of the main two i said was days gone i'm pretty sure because you know it didn't it did well but it didn't do the best on ps4 and i think because it could use the most like support i think pc was like that was the best idea uh just because it's like oh you know it it could have been done better plus like all the bugs and stuff and now hopefully you know the bugs should be all like fixed and everything and now it's ready for pc not to mention james it's made an unreal <laughs> uh yeah i mean so, i i enjoyed that game when i played it it wasn't like the best game i've ever played but yeah, yeah it's cool cool people can play it on pc now i still think uh they're the best the what they should do next is um i still think it should be infamous second son i think that's a really good game to come to pc that's like yeah. much older and people haven't touched in a long time, so it's a great one to capitalize on for sure. But yeah, and nothing else to say for that. Uh, we've already done our like kind of speculation of what could also come, and that's uh, going to be coming in spring of this year, so somewhere between March and May. And then uh, we got the state of play, dude. Uh, 
You ready for the whole list there? We could just run through it. I don't think we need to kind of... I don't think we have to talk really about every single thing. No, probably not. There's a lot of indie stuff and stuff that we had already seen before. Yeah. And kind of going through it, starting off, we got Crash 4. And, you know, it's just coming to PS5. I don't think there was really anything else of, like, big note there than that, do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I like the sound of the, um, the <clears throat> excuse me, the stuff they're doing with the DualShock, no, DualSense controller. I And I also like that the um, the usage of the cards or whatever that I haven't really had much use for. But for a platformer like uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot, it makes sense that it'd be like, hey, you didn't 100% this level. You want to like instantly go there now? Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And helpful. Uh, then we got uh, Knockout City crossplay beta. Did you care about that? No, I, really I, about don't, that. I, don't, I don't care about that dodgeball game. It looks weird and stupid. It, it might uh, be fun. I just don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, Sifu, that kung fu game. Not enough information for me to be interested in it. Same. Uh, Hyper the uh, Solar Ash. The dudes that made Hyperlight Drifter, uh, I believe it's a uh, heart machine. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to go and play Hyperlight Drifter at some point, but the uh, platforming of uh, this Solar Ash, just like, I don't know. It, if that's all there is to it, um, it doesn't look that interesting to me. The art style okay. looks really cool, though. Yeah. Uh, Five, Knife- <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. I can't believe this series is still going. I... <laughs> don't have anything for that either I mean, we're pretty much on the same minds here uh odd world soul storm i'm sure the fans of that series think that that looks good but i it comes I on know. april 6 2021 I, so at least we got like a full release date for that so that's like you know that's your little appetizer to ratchet and clank if you want a playstation game yeah it would also be on playstation plus so i i guess that'll, yeah. that'll get me to try it if i don't have to that buy is, it <laughs> i may try it eventually one day uh returnal uh, still really excited for this game. I'm, I'm way Dude, Housemark is doing such a good job. I still need to play some of their older stuff that I never got around to. Like, um, I forget what it was called, but it was like the the space zombie one. Oh, it looks so cool. Um, but well, yeah. There's a lot of their. The last thing I think I played of their streams was uh, Resogun. Yeah. So there's like everything from Resogun to this. I still need to play because I played everything at Resogun and before that, and it was always really fucking good. I started playing Next Machina again uh, the other day just because I got the uh, hankering for it. That was it. the last one, right? Either that, that the or Matterfall. And I own Matterfall. I just haven't played that either. Gotcha. Uh, last three. I saved kind of the bigger ones. Kena Bridge of Spirits. I will say, James, I actually didn't care about this game before at all. Um, I'm actually a little bit more interested now. Yeah. I think it's just the animation looks really cool. Yeah, I've been uh, interested in this from the start just because, like, the it looks like a Pixar movie. Like, it, it looks beautiful. Yeah, and, also, and it's coming... I the, the world just looks interesting, and so does the combat. Really, yeah. And it's coming uh, mm-hmm. August 24th of this year. And, you know, still got, uh, we got Returnal in April 30th. So, I actually forgot. So, isn't, yeah, Oddworld and Returnal come in the same month. So, pretty much after March, you get, uh, you get Oddworld, Returnal, then Ratchet and Clank. So, that's, I mean, that's not too bad. It keeps you occupied, I'd say. Uh, 
Uh, but yeah, now Kina, I'm actually more... I might actually get this now. I'm considering it. Potentially for PS5, maybe. And uh, I guess I should still save the last for last, but this one was probably my... The, my, the one I got most interested in. Deathloop. Oh, uh, yeah. And Deathloop yeah, looks so here. cool. L give me your thoughts about it while I turn on my light, because I can't see anything. Yeah, uh... I don't know. Like I, I like the whole. It it looks like um, what's the movie, Groundhog Day, where you're. Well, I mean, we we talked about this before, but like you're constantly trying to make it through the day, like killing all the targets and not getting killed yourself. I don't know if I'm gonna like the PvP aspect of it, but they showed a little bit more of what like the the female assassin can do. Like she can cloak herself as a regular ass person or whatever. So. I guess she can, like, get you to lower your guard thinking, like, oh, she's just a regular enemy. I don't know. I The powers and the weapons in this game just look so interesting. Yeah, and uh, isn't it, wasn't the point for the female character there, she can be played by another player coming in yeah, to that person's game? Aware. So that's really cool. It's, like, more that, yeah, it could be anyone, but also that's a cool power for the invading player to have. That mm -hmm. That's a really cool aspect to work with, and... Honestly, it wasn't even like, like the previous, the, I think the last two times they've shown this game have having the gameplay and the story has definitely sold me on this game. What really did it for me now more so was the James Bond intro theme that they had. That was amazing. That I was, was like, really dude, I am sold. It, it reminded me of two things because I'm like, there's only one other time they've done this for a game. Snake Eater. Oh, Metal Gear yeah, Solid huh. 3 Snake Eater is the only other time they've, I feel like they've you know, like hit it off like that in a game. And then, of course, like the, the James Bond films themselves, which, <clears throat> sorry, I just realized, James, they need, they need, if, what if they don't have a James Bond theme for the James Bond IO Interactive game? I just, re they need to do that. Oh, they, right? have they, to. They, they have to. They have to. But yeah, no, for this, oh my God, that was such a, if you guys haven't, if you need, if you can watch one thing from State of Play, just watch that the theme video of Deathloop. It is easily worth it. It's such a fun time. And it's like, what, like two, three minutes. So it's like, instead of watching this whole thing, that was like 40 or 30 or something. Uh, it's just this instead. Cause on it, there wasn't too much here to be honest, but definitely my favorite thing here. And last James, I'm sure you're happy about this, but we got some Final Fantasy VII Remake news, and they showed that the PS5 version is coming on June 10th, 2021. Or, uh, yeah, that, but also a, another chapter called Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, where you play as, I don't, I don't, you, uh, you'll know, Yuffie. I won't. Yes. The, He's like uh, a cop or something, of right? Yeah. Huh? Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't play uh, she was like the ninja uh, of your group or whatever. I don't know. She she was cute and weirdly. Um, oh God, She's in like a chicken Moogle. suit or something. That was a Moogle. A Moogle. Do you not know what a Moogle uh, okay. is? Man, what the it, fuck a, are you talking about? They're in like every Final Fantasy, man. <laughs> you, I don't play these games. What part it's of like that? It's like iconic never... to the whole series. I don't. I know there's the chocobos, which are the giant rooster monkeys. I don't know, man. I don't yeah, fucking. If you knew, if you know about chocobos, you should also probably at least recognize Moogles. They're in Kingdom Hearts too. I don't fucking play that either, dude. Oh my god, man. But whatever. 
I was I was gonna play the Kingdom Hearts games, and then everyone told me about three, and then I was like, maybe I don't have to anymore. <laughs> yeah, man, I still I'll, haven't played three either. Huh. Everyone said it wasn't that good, but yeah. I'll I'll try it one day. Maybe I don't fucking I don't have time for these. I don't have time for these massive JRPGs, man. I don't have time, but I guess. I might be able to play Final Fantasy VII Remake because it's coming to PlayStation Plus next month. Yeah. The only downside to that is that you get if you the PlayStation Plus version won't give you access to the PS5 version later, like unless you buy. Well, you it. get a free upgrade if you buy it. If you yeah, buy a it, PS4 version, you get a PS5 version for free. Yeah. Or I guess like for me, let's say if I did like, I, I'll put it this way, James. If I play Final Fantasy VII on PS4 and I like it and i really love it then i'll buy retro uh, integrate or whatever on ps5 that's uh, that's how i'd probably do it personally yeah, that makes sense and yeah so the this yuffie chapter seems to be it's not final fantasy remake part two it's just it's like, like an interlude yeah it's like an it's which an, is isn't that what integrate me what is like it's yeah, inter know. so it, i'm assuming it's like that right yeah it's just like a, a weird like final fantasy way of saying it it's such a weird square enix thing to put on a stupid name like intergrade i i don't get it but yeah it just seems to be like what was yuffie doing in the background while everyone else was doing stuff in the base game final fantasy 7 remake part one so i don't know it's not quite as exciting as hearing that part two is coming but like at least we get a whole another chapter with one of the classic characters i like i'm gonna love playing as yuffie because she was really funny and interesting in the original game uh plus it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what they uh how they pad out what she's got going because like she wasn't in final fantasy 7 remake part one at all uh so yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see what her story is but i'm also really excited for the the uh, final fantasy uh 7 like playstation 5 version because man it looks pretty but at the same time like the ps4 version already looked so good anyway so the the main upgrades are get, uh, mostly just like the lighting i guess yeah and load times the load times were like three seconds to get back into your uh, game save okay and final playstation piece um the studio japan is being reorganized hmm. did you hear about that uh i, I heard something about it but... so they have a they have a statement here from Japan Studio. I always forget if it's Studio Japan Japan. In an effort to further strengthen business operations, SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment, uh, can confirm PlayStation Studios Japan Studio, so many studio names, will be reorganized into a new organization on April 1st. Japan Studio will be recentered to Team Asobi, the creative team behind Astro's Playroom, mm-hmm. allowing the team to focus on a single vision and build on the popularity of Astro's Playroom. Um, which for those that don't know, like, uh, what's his name? Um, the creator of, you know, Silent Hill, Siren Blood Curse, uh, Gravity Rush. He was the dude there in charge for the most part. Like he was the one that did those games there besides Silent Hill, more so Siren and, uh, Gravity Rush, but he left and he's making his own like new horror game at his own studio. Um, I'm trying to remember his name though, James, uh. It was, um, trying to find it. I might look it for later. It's okay. But 
like with him leaving and taking a bunch of his people with him, I guess they didn't have a clear direction because, you know, you always hope you always hear about Studio Japan. They're doing like their own things. They're always supporting maybe smaller developers, too, on projects like remember what was it called? Like something Swan and other games like that. Remember, was it Unfinished Swan or something? Pretty sure they did the Patapon games. Yeah, like they, there's all these different things. But, you know, Astrobot or Astro's Playroom, that was like iconic uh, in terms of like it's kind of like a mass it's a new mascot which you know you thought that was supposed to be Sackboy, considering you know everything about him was he's like this little cute character you can get behind and not to mention he could take all the other themes of all the other games and incorporate them and astrobot can do the same thing though and it looks like they're getting behind astrobot just because each time they've done astrobot whether it's for vr or playstation 5 it's worked pretty well honestly and I don't know if they're going to be only doing Astrobot games or if they're still going to be, be like uh, doing other stuff. Because, of course, each time they've done Astrobot so far, at least, you know, it's only been twice, but it's been innovative and completely different than the previous from what I've heard. Just because uh, I never played the VR one, but I've heard it's, you know, it's a lot more, uh, it's vastly different than the kind of one that focuses on the haptic feedback of the PS5 controller. Uh, for the dual, I almost called it the DualShock Five, but the Dual Sense. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what comes from them. But I hope it's just they're not like sanctioned to the just Astro games and they can't do anything else, you know? Yeah. But there's that, and that's the final set of PlayStation news. Uh, finishing off here, James, is Pokemon Presents, and we've got three things here. And I didn't realize why they did this. Apparently, I didn't realize it was the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Yeah. I knew, we I knew got, that was coming up. I just didn't know what the day was. Yeah, I didn't know it was today. Uh, we got uh, we got three games. We got new sites for Pokemon Snap. Uh, what's it, is it called just Pokemon Snap again? I already forgot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so uh, what was the cool... You saw there was a new feature you noticed. What was it? oh yeah what was it that i thought was was it the photo editing oh yeah they um because it's the modern day with the internet and all that like you can upload your photos (laughs) to uh like i guess a like online photo album type thing so you could see other people's photos and i just i feel like that's gonna make for like so much fun and actually make me put a little bit more effort into making my photos look nice so that i could actually like show them off and not just be like Okay, I got a high score on my like last release photo. That's good enough. And we got a little trailer that talks about the game itself and the location, which I already it was called like uh, the basil reason region. Was it It, basil? I think no. It was like Lou. It was something with an L. It was. uh, It was like it it was like a grain or whatever. Like it was like basil, but it was like L something. Um, It was whatever it doesn't matter yeah but uh the the good news here was because the only thing i was i i guess i wanted pokemon snap over any other pokemon game i'm like you oh know, the this lentil is the... region that's lentil what that's what it was lentils yeah that's right it was like some food i don't yeah, know like some vegetable thing what but uh my worry was they were only because it sounded like a newer region it wouldn't have you know the pokemon I actually care about not the weird ones and boxing rabbits and shit i don't care about that and 
It showed Blastoise, Vaporeon, Venusaur, all of them. So I'm happy to know that at least like a good number of the older ones will be in there. I still think it would be very smart if they if they don't have all of them, they make small little expansions to give those other ones over time. Whether even like, dude, I don't care if you charge me five bucks per expansion. Like I'll uh, do yeah. it if it means I get to take pictures of all my Pokemon and do little like fun little scenarios. Like, dude, what what's better than like you give the apple to Charmander and then Magmar takes it away. So then Charmander evolves into Charmeleon and beats up Magmar. That shit is fucking awesome. Yeah. That was like that. That was the most badass shit when you play Pokemon Step on N64. Dude, I but, remember when you knock in Charma- uh, Charmeleon into like the volcano and it comes out as a giant Charizard. I was like, whoa. Dude, that was so dope. I love that. That was that that level level was awesome. Uh, yeah, so Pokemon Snap, not, not much else to say, just, of course, James, it is, it's coming April 30th of this year, and is it bad if I'm like, alright, I have Hyrule Warriors, I have Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, I have Mario Odyssey, I think I have Let's Go Pikachu, I have Let's Go Pikachu, and I don't, I honestly don't remember if I have Link to the Past. It's it Link's Awakening or Link to the Past, the, re- the remake? Uh, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. I don't remember if I have that. So it's like five games, maybe four or five games. I still haven't finished World of Light for Smash Brothers, and I haven't caught all my fish and bugs in Animal Crossing that I've wanted to do. Is it bad that I haven't played my Switch in forever? And when I do, it's usually very rarely, but like briefly Smash and Animal Crossing. These other games haven't been even installed or opened. And I just go, oh boy, Pokemon Snap, buy that and just start... (laughs) I haven't even bought Breath of the Wild. I'm just like, yeah, Pokemon nah, Snap. Man. This is my the power of nostalgia is real. <laughs> oh my god, I might, I might just buy it immediately. I don't. I think I might do it. I hope they give me something, some little keychain or something stupid, and be like, look, it's a Pokemon camera, and I'll be like, oh boy, <laughs> they got me. <laughs> I think that's me. I think I would have been a Pokemon photographer in that world. I think that's what I would have done. Could you imagine if they put out a Pokemon Snap like special edition? Uh, switch where like the back of the switch looks like a camera i will fucking sell my smash brothers switch <laughs> in a heartbeat <laughs> i know right <laughs> you know it's so bad like straight up um you know when i bought my switch i, I was like i'll only get a here uh, here's my cat i'll be like if they do a special edition smash brothers switch i'll buy it now instead of waiting later and they did it so i said okay you got me and i did i bought it for the first time i was like Fuck, the Animal Crossing Switch is actually really cool. I would consider selling my Smash Brothers one because it's really like, I don't use the dock, so it's really just the Joy-Cons unless they could design the Switch itself outside of the dock and make that a cool design. But they don't for like at least the base one. And if they did some awesome Pokemon Snap one where it's out of the dock too, it looks cool and not just the dock itself. I will fucking sell that. I'm not joking. I will sell that mm-hmm. fucking Smash Brothers Switch and get that new one. I don't care. I want that. That that would be amazing. They, they'd sell me so fast. Holy shit. I'd pre-order that without even a thought. But, you know, that's in two months. I don't think they're going to do it, right? No, probably They would have announced it by now. Yeah. I would imagine. Uh, moving on. Uh, this one's probably brief, but uh, they, just like they've done Fire Red, Leaf Green, Soul Silver, Heart Gold, and Alpha Ruby, Omega Sapphire... The fourth gen, Diamond and Pearl, is being remade now with uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl coming this fall. Um, you know, we got... What was the... Sword and Shield was the last thing that came out, right? Yeah. Those, those did are the that come out? Did that come out fall 2019 or fall 2020? I think it was 2020. Oh, oh wait. Oh, man. I, no, I don't know. 
right? I don't know. Because they, they had DLC recently. Maybe it's 2019. I don't know. Anyway, but, you know, they did that. And then uh, this is their next thing. And James, you were you a fan of Diamond and Pearl at all? Was that I mean, anything I, of... I, I played Diamond. I liked it, but it, I was... There was a lot of rumors before this con- uh, conference that maybe they might make uh, Switch remakes of Silver and Gold, and I would have preferred those personally. And I, I know they already kind of remade those with, like, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, but those were back on the DS. Like, I mean, it's like, you, it what about the people the waiting DS. for... What about the people waiting for Leaf Green and, and, and Fire Red that's on Game Boy Advance? Yeah. Well, actually, would you say... Well, no, let's but that's the thing. Pikachu. Let's let's go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee were basically remakes of at least the story of the first games. So that's so that already you, counts. So that's why people I, were thinking that the next remakes would be Silver and Gold. Do you think, though, instead instead of doing a like Heart Gold Soul Silver, they'd probably do a Let's Go Snubble and Let's Go Meryl or something? I, I guess they could. I, I don't know. I you'd don't think Let's snubble, Go Pokemon... You? you look like you'd buy a Snubble, James. Eh. I don't think Let's Go uh, Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu sold super well. I don't know. I, I think it's like... There were certain things people liked about them, but it, it the fact that they weren't like mainline games and they also kind of did away with random battles. It was all like Pokemon Go mechanics. Like... I don't know if people would want another Let's Go game, but definitely people... It's the would... same exact story, though, right? It was, Like, same yeah, exact? Everything much. that was in the red was in there, pretty much. So, Sword and Shield actually came out in 2019. You were right. Oh, shit. Uh, fucking cool. All right. Uh, but, yeah, this game is coming. Um, I So, James, I feel like, for me, as someone who left Pokemon after Gold and Silver from Game Boy Color, <laughs> um, I still have to open Let's Go Pikachu... But my thinking is once I do, I can determine what I'd want to play next. And um, would you say like, wait, did Alpha Gold, I mean, Alpha, Alpha, Ruby and Sapphire, the remakes, were those on Switch or DS? Do you know? Uh, Well, those are definitely not on Switch. Those were probably DS. I don't know if they were on 3DS or DS. Let me check. Okay. Because I I just checked Heart Gold and Soul Silver were way back on the DS, not on the 3DS. So I guess those were probably 3DS then. Okay. Um, but I'll see, like, if I really want to, um, after Let's Go Pikachu, if I'm feeling it, I guess I would then... Because I don't really want to go backwards unless they put it off on Switch, but I guess I would try out Sword and Shield and maybe Diamond and Pearl or whatever. But you know what actually got my attention, James? It was the final Pokemon right. game they showed us. Yeah, that Arceus thing. Pokemon... Insane. Yeah, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Arceus... Ar- Atreus, Atreyu, Atreyu, Falcor, Atreyu, the Pokemon game, but it's coming fall. So, uh, the the Diamond and Pearl remakes are coming uh, fall twenty twenty one, coming in early twenty twenty two. So I'm assuming March or February. There is going to be a new Pokemon game that's open world, and you could straight up sneak catch Pokemon. You could hide in grass and throw a Pokeball at them and catch them. And you could still do battles yeah, and catch them and stuff. It looked so interesting. And yeah, the battles but seem to not be in like a letterbox type of thing. Like it's not the Yeah, it's uh, much more open. The original. Yeah, it's just you, st- yeah. you go straight into battles. So uh, Alpha and so apparently it was Alpha Sapphire uh Omega Ruby were on three. I was wrong. Oh, okay. I got the names. So those were a little bit uh, more recent. 
but James, dude, this is okay. So this is where I got really excited. I, this they did it. So I might just say like, dude, I'm Pokemon Snap, and this are the games I want now. I'm like, so I'm actually excited. I watched this, and I'm like, oh fuck, because it's open world, and it has a theme of time. Because I mean, not like a theme of time and like time travel, but I mean, it's not modern. It's feudal Japan. It's like uh, the Sinnoh region's feudal past. It said, and yeah, it looks super interesting. You, the outfits are so fucking cool, and the pokeballs are like wooden bottoms. They look really cool. Like the, the everything about the designs in this look really awesome, and that's what really like got me excited because I'm like, I never. You know, I, I fell off Pokemon, but something like this, and as someone that loves history, this is, like, something that's really cool to me. And it's, like, um, I think the whole thing, wasn't there, like, in Pokemon, there was, like, a war or something that went on? That's, uh, like, a, a rumor that, like, that's why there's all, no adults around is, like, they all went off to some war. But I think it's just a rumor. Like, there's a dude named Lieutenant Surge that's, like, I went to war with a Raichu with me <laughs> and shit. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, yeah, it's coming um it's coming next year early so probably in a year's time and it's got a weird set of starters so instead of being like a new set of starters or a previous set it's a mix match from multiple generations uh and i don't really know what gen oshawott is from that otter looking dude if you know because i don't and then uh rowlet that's that owl that's from sword and shield right that's the sword and shield Tile. Oh man, um, I think I think so. Oh man, I can't remember. But, you know, Rallet's Rallet's the plant Pokemon. Oshawott's the water Pokemon for this. The fire Pokemon guys, and this is why I'm I'm excited because it's second gen is Cyndaquil, which it's a really weird combo of Pokemon. But those will be your starters for this for the Sinnoh, and I personally will be. But I'm honestly I'm think I'm already sold on this game, and I'm gonna be using Cyndaquil for sure uh, myself. But yeah, man. I am really excited for that. I was not expecting this, and it's already like I don't really know what's coming out in 2022, and this is already <laughs> automatically because I don't know. It's already in my top five. <laughs> it looks great so far. Yeah, so far, so far. Who knows what will happen? But I, yeah. I think I have faith in them. And I, I literally the other day yeah. I was talking with Chris about how like we would like. I know that super fans of the Pokemon series would not want them to change up the turn based like gameplay or whatever but we kind of for a while have wanted a like more open world like travel around with your pokemon and like use them in the world for things and this at least so far arceus looks like it has some of that yeah and uh you know what else is weird last little thing i i guess all of a sudden like the main discord of my college friends they made a fucking pokemon channel for pokemon go and all of a sudden it's back Apparently it's back and everyone's losing their shit today. I don't know what's happened. I haven't. I I'll say this, James. I reinstalled it and I'm gonna see what's going on. I want to see what's new because it's been. Uh, last time I played was way before lockdown, so like probably 2019, I think. Oh my god! I never uninstalled it. You never uninstalled it? Oh shit, dude! I installed that shit a long time ago, but. Dude, it's, uh, yeah, apparently there's a bunch of Chinese or shit. I don't know. I, wanna, I just want to see what's going on and see how it works because, like, you know, it's it's supposed to account now for the fact that you're stuck in your house. So I want to see what it's making up for with, like, yeah, how it's they, changed that. Yeah, they tried to do the, a lot of that kind of, like, 
I don't know how to say it. They tried to limit people's need to go outside, but they still, because they understood in the beginning of the pandemic that like our game is literally potentially making people sick if they actually keep going outside and hanging out with people. So maybe <laughs> let's make it so that they don't have to do that. So our game won't be killing people. Maybe there's a dude coughing up blood, like on the streets, like I have to catch the Pikachu. <laughs> it's just like, Oh my God. I love this man's dedication. <laughs> But yeah, uh, James, I think uh, after this, I'm just going to put on some BoJack Horseman for like an hour, watch a few episodes and see what the hell's going on in this game. We'll watch it and just be like, oh, it's a, look, I got a, a shiny Eeyore. I wonder what he does. <laughs> and just like, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But dude, uh, that's that's the show, James. We're, we did it. All uh, the fucking really? news. Yeah, that's it. That's all of it. We're done. We're free. And I think we'll feel good tomorrow when we do our uh, backlog special because all we need to do is talk about that and not have to worry about all this shit anymore. It's yeah, done. It's out of the way. We're free. A lot longer than I thought. Oh my god, we're already over two hours. I told you. I told you it was a lot of news, man. I, I was not joking. I looked at the list and I was like, that's not that bad. <sighs> I told you, like a bunch of those I put together, but really they were all separate bullet points. I just grouped together all the separate PlayStation, Disney. And like DC stuff and whatnot, but yeah, yeah, it was a lot, guys. Um, I hope you all enjoyed long ass news episode, and I hope you all come back for us on Wednesday when we have our backlog special, and we're just talking about, like I said, what we've been enjoying, what we've been like, you know, playing, watching, just having a good time with. I know for sure I'll probably be starting off with Assassin's Creed Origins to finally get that out of the way, and then probably a shit ton of other movies and TV shows and stuff to catch up there. And James will say his little one thing and yeah. I'll be like, Hey, I got five more guys. But, uh, I think whenever we do a game, I'll just do one game and then you could say something. Cause the game will probably take longer than a movie or TV show. Right. But that's of course, that's the, that's the show. If you want to contact us, email us at sutrasidetalk talk at gmail.com. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or any feedback, whether it's positive or negative, if you do send us questions you want us to read and answer on the show, just know uh, I think the HBO Max thing's expired now. But uh, we do have codes for Midnight Ultra on PC, which is a uh, two-hour game I worked on uh, doing sound design for. And you get to play a fast-paced shooter that's uh, very vibrant in colors, let's just say that. But, you know, it's a free shooter you can play on your PC. Uh, if you are the first person to ask a... If you're the first person's question... First question we read on the show. There you go. Uh, then I'll send you a code. Uh, but of course, you have to be the first one to read and you have to send us a question. We'll actually read on the show. So keep that in mind. Uh, and of course, like and comment and five star review on this uh, on whatever platform you're checking out and share it out with people. Retweet our tweets, uh, send our posts to your stories to kind of get us more uh activity there so we can be better spread across the map pollinate us guys it's cross pollinate us the different flowers it's great and of course though uh we appreciate all you can do for us if you can since we are free for now for now emphasize that for now and uh besides that though we'll catch you in a couple days so long thanks for listening <laughs>